how long has it been since you and I have been in the same room? In the same room? It's been a long time. Oh, God. Two years. Two years? No, it's been more than two years. You think so? When's the last time I saw you? In person? Yeah. At a uh, Trump event. And that was, what year was that? 2020. That was leading up to the election? Yeah, that was summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had that's, a closer been, seat than I did. That's been what? That's been a while. That's been a while. <laughs> you remember? We've, talk, we've talked on the phone, though. Well, that's true, but we just hadn't seen each other, so i got to be honest, I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. It, it was the same way when we had Andrea Lindenberg, um, what, uh, two or three weeks ago, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. You just, I don't know, I get anxiety. My anxiety is, like, so much worse since right. when really? you and I are working together. Oh, it's bad. I mean, panic attacks and all kinds of stuff. It's no, crazy. You're full. No, no, I swear. Really? I swear it was from a whole what? thing. It's gotten better, but uh, I, I don't know what it's from. I think the older I've gotten, if I most of them have come from if I have a weird feeling, like my chest hurts or something that so if you seems eat, eat something bad. Nah, I guess. I mean, that's that's more of a bathroom deal. But like, if <laughs> if I've got a weird pain in my body, yeah. it gets in my head, and then all of a it's sudden, a I'm, yeah, yeah, it's a tumor. It's a heart attack. I got cancer, and so I start flipping out. It's not okay. as bad as it was, but mm-hmm. when it first really ramped up, I ended up in the hospital. Really? And of course, they told me you, there's nothing wrong with it's you. It's in your head. It's in, it's in my head. It's crazy. Well, I mean, you know, you're just not around me as much. Yeah, you. My calming effect. On you've people. never had a panic attack in your life, have you? Mm, no. no, I don't. I mean, I don't know what one is exactly, but I always thought people were full of it. I'm like, you just you got anxiety, dude. Chill right. out. Now That's I'm like, just, oh, I'm done. So, yeah, I've not felt like that. So maybe I haven't had one. It's bad, man. It's really? it's bad, but it's better than it was. Okay. So what's the treatment? Uh, quit being a. Sissy. <laughs> Man up. I think that's what Leland's advice. He, he said, because he said he had them before too. Right. And he says, eventually you just get to the point where you realize, okay, this this has not killed me to date. Right. So it's probably not going to kill me the next time. And I think that's what kind of leveled me out some. But I'm a, I'm yeah, a basket I mean, case. It's easy to. I think as you get older, though, there's a, you start you may maybe you start worrying about things a little bit more. That's it. That's part yeah, of it. Yeah. And you're just like, I know this is just not going to work. Yeah. Whatever. But I don't know. Well, from when you and I worked together, we worked together from 2016 to 2018. Is that when it was? So you remember? Yes. That that was the two years that I worked at Crawford, okay. and it was... Um, was 2018 when that station changed formats? Yeah. They cut the cord November. I did not know that it was 18. I would have said... Are you sure? I'm positive because they oh, cut the cord. Yeah, because the Trump election was in 16. Okay. Yes, and they cut the cord the Friday before a Tuesday election. Yes. A midterm election. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and they gave us like a two month notice. They were they like, did. hey, which, hey, appreciate it, but how am I supposed to go do a show for two months knowing that you're firing right. me just in a few weeks? But in the media, though, that's. That's a pretty high compliment, frankly. It kind of is. Because you know. they're like, oh, look, we know you'll do a good show. You're not going to burn the place down. You're not going to steal all the microphones. Well, they said if you if you try to, <laughs> if you say anything about this, we're not going to give you your severance pay. <laughs> okay, I didn't have that deal. <laughs> it was one of those. They're like, okay, well, Scott's not going to burn the place down, <laughs> and we're not giving him anything else, so see ya. But we had a lot of fun. Uh, we used to, as a matter of fact, you know, this podcast is called Over the Line. Mm-hmm. And this was actually born with you mm-hmm. when we were doing that Friday roundtable yes. thing. We called it over the line, and that's literally what right. this is. It's crazy. And 
part of that show is on my show every day. Yeah. Till this day. With with P Diddy. Yes. Get here when you can. Your boy, just get here when you can, Scott Beeson. Just you get here when you can. You would not believe him if you saw him. I mean, is he giant now? How old is he? He's he's probably how he's just, he's a little shorter than me. He's fourteen. Okay. And you know you've been through teenagers and stuff. I mean you've still got teenagers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's weird. I, I just I imagine <laughs> in my head somebody that hadn't seen him in you know six or seven years would see him and they'd freak out. I'd be like, oh my I wouldn't God. know what he looked. I mean I wouldn't recognize him. No, you I'm wouldn't. sure it's it's crazy. In teenage years sucks <laughs> this is why i freaked out this is why i had panic attacks well, yeah that makes sense because back then he was like my little best friend and he was my he shadow you. you thought you were the greatest and now i'm Are growing dumb, up and freaked out he won't let me do anything i can't do anything <laughs> right i like always dad. worried about being the corny dad all right so we've had so friends you wanted to over be the cool dad? i wanted to be the cool dad but also work. a stern dad you know not oh. not blur the lines of friend and dad but right. still be the cool dad yeah, i'd like to know how you thought that was going to work well i got the cool job you know right. i got my own podcast like right. it's just I, I thought i had those things working in my favor so uh i noticed when he has his friends around uh-huh. i'll throw out some one-liners and they're uh-huh. good like uh-huh. they're funny right and I get nothing, nothing from <laughs> even like P Diddy would laugh if it was just him. Mm-hmm. He would think those one liners are funny, but right. stone face. No, I'm like right. your friends don't like me, do they? He goes, no, they like you. Yeah, don't yeah. lie to me. You're all right. They're okay. He <laughs> thinks you're all right. Come on, man. I'm on you the gotta, radio. You gotta quote things from TikTok and Instagram yeah. or whatever reels. You got a TikTok. Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. You know how I'm exactly the way I was back then. Yeah. When y'all used to do your Facebook thing and maybe mm-hmm. still do it. Um, oh, you Scott, you got to get a, you got to get on Facebook. You got to get yeah. on yeah. Instagram. And you got to get on uh, what was it? Truth Social and um, Twitter and all that. Mm-hmm. So some of them I sign up for and some of them I don't. But you don't ever use and them. I don't remember. No, mm-hmm. no. Even to this day, they're like, you need to use them, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. But it's your personality. I, I wouldn't use them at I this don't point. Wanna, but it's it'd be good for business. It would. It'd be good for the show. Some people like it. Number one, if I put something out there that I think, I don't want to argue with somebody. Call I, my show and argue with me so I can talk. I don't want to. I ha, okay. Look, I think here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's from back when I was in the legislature. Yeah. So what I did is, if somebody wrote me a letter for the whole time I was there, sixteen years, I responded. Now, a ladder, like a might, physical it, ladder. Or even if they called me, I would call them back. And when I got to the Senate and my profile started kind of going up a little bit, it started getting to be more and more than I could. I could, just couldn't do it. It was it was all the time. Anytime I was in the car, I was calling people back. And I would prefer to call them so we could have a conversation. And you're a talker on the phone. Yeah, I do like to talk. A lot. That's why. Yeah, I mean, if you just stop now, I can feel like <laughs> I know. I got to make sure to break it up. <laughs> yeah, I can finish the show. But. Because when you start typing stuff, and I kind of see it the same on social media if I'm responding, you got to get the commas in the right places. Oh, you yeah. got to have the complete sentences. You don't know how the tone is. and Because I would get the, you know, I'd send something back to somebody on email, and then I would see it on, somebody would say, it's on this forum. That's, I guess that was kind of before Facebook or whatever. I'm yeah. Like, see, they've taken a sentence out, and they're like, what a jackhead you know jerk off he, he look how mean he was and, and and then i went to a function one time teachers were there and i had written an op-ed and and they were just ripping me for having a comma or two in the wrong place Oof. 
And I did make the mistake of saying, what do you expect? I was publicly educated. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that went over like a... <laughs> there you level. go. But they deserved it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh, if they're yeah. saying, you're an idiot, and you don't even know how to do regular grammar. I'm like, y'all taught me. Dude, nobody on social media uses correct grammar. So now no. you just kind of blend you in. You just blend it in. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. So I just... Have, I avoid it. I just rather talk to somebody. Yeah, I'll call the show and let's talk it out. I'm a big texter. I'd, I'd rather text. You would rather text yeah, than talk. Yeah, because that's how. But talk when they all day. argue, you don't get to say, "Hey, but did you know this and this?" And well, I just and they're stop usually talking. like, "No, no," mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, if you knew that, would you agree with me?" Yeah. Yeah. No, most of the time. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't argue with people. I, I mean, I barely take phone calls on the show. Really? And people get so mad about it. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, one, I've got my producer. His name's, you know, John Bird. I do. You yeah. filled in not long ago. John Bird is a very special human being. I love him. I wouldn't want to have anybody else. Right. But he's easily distracted. Okay. Especially when I, I got a lot of audio that I'm playing all the time. And, and you're he's doing got, that yourself? No, he's doing it. Okay, so you get you gather it and uh, yeah, and pass it, it over to him, really? and then you know he's got other things he's got to do. And so if I put phone calls in that mix, I mm-hmm. still take them from time to time, right? But if I throw one more thing on him, then it's just kind of like, you know, we the chances go up that we're just gonna crash, crash. and burn. But I again, I love John Bird. It's, it's not a knock at him. It's just I've got more stuff that I put on him than the average show host does right um but also i I got this group when i started i was at two hours Mm -hmm. and i i got it my head that i've only got two hours i got to get all this stuff in in. i'm doing i'm doing four or five hours worth of show prep i want as much of it as i can on that Mm -hmm. show and then we moved to three hours and i still got that mentality so i just i mean i got a lot to talk about and you have a list probably right no I don't. How do you keep up with what you want to talk about? Because I don't do the. I'm. I, I'm still stream of consciousness. Yeah, oh, that's me. That's me too. And if, yeah. And if I start with this, and that's what I like about the callers. And if the caller gets me sidetracked, or that reminds me of something that somebody said before, then we're headed down that rabbit that's, trail. That's that's where that's where I don't take the phone calls because I do. I want I want I want it to all bleed together. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's and good. so it well, to that's be. Why you're a professional. <laughs> I'm still, you know, just trying to. Get along in the well, radio I just world. Want it at the end to be one almost like a story time, three hour story okay. time. I want a, one big mm-hmm. story. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Tony Gump sees T- Tony Gump knows my my show prep routine probably better than anybody. Right. I sure do. And it's all just kind of want it to flow. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, he's like he's a basket case. No wonder he's got anxiety. <laughs> if I didn't know him so well, uh, I'd wonder. But I, I get it. Yeah, 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 he gets it. So for people that don't know Scott Beeson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a uh, little backstory? You spent a lot of time in the Senate until yeah, they... I, was, I was eight years in the House. Mm-hmm. Kind of term limited myself out. Ran for the Senate. Spent eight years there. So you and did sixteen. I did years? sixteen years in the Alabama Legislature. I was first elected when I was twenty-eight. Really? I was either one of or the youngest members of the legislature when I was Before first elected. Were... I think they've had a couple of guys now that are younger. Uh, that have been younger. Twenty eight. Uh, I first ran when I was twenty four. He's trying not was, to get arrested at twenty eight. I, was, I was on a I was on a trip, and my family had always kind of discussed politics, talked about politics, never never involved in politics. Just hey, can you believe this? What's going on? That kind of stuff. And uh, somewhere along the lines, I made the decision that the only way things would be different in Alabama is if. You know, people would vote different. And the only way I could make sure they voted the way I wanted them to vote was to be that person. Yeah. So when I was 24, I just went in one day 
and um, it was the last day of qualifying. I, I really didn't know what any of it was, never worked on anybody's campaign. I looked, and there were two guys running for the House district that I could run for, and there was one guy running for the Senate. And I said, well, he ought not be opposed. I didn't even know who they were, and I ran for the Senate. Dang. And uh, did pretty well up until about a week or two before the election, and they figured out that I might do better than they thought, mm-hmm. and they just rained money down, crushed me. Mm. And I lost like 60-40. Four years later, I ran for the House, and— we get a little name won. recognition yeah, after that first I guess round. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't hmm. know how you get this. I mean, this that campaign was all right. I'm off work, go to ballparks and and talk to as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about anything, and um, as far as campaigns go, right. And then I won the house seat. And like I said, served eight years in the house, and um, then went to the Senate. And then I was there when the Republicans took over in 2010 and we did a bunch of good things we passed i was the rules chairman for one year long story how that was only one year but uh i, I we you passed, probably don't have yeah, to tell me the story yeah. i could probably figure yeah, it out some of it and the um what did we do we passed more pro-life bills than we ever had i mean we were we were genuinely conservative yeah when the republicans first took over hmm. and then like so many other things i think um the folks who ended up being in leadership, I think it happens to to every entity, whether it's a social club, uh, a a legislature, or whatever. You you begin to lose focus, yeah, and try to begin to worry about other things. But those first couple of years, we did we did solid work, mm-hmm. and and I would say it is not 180 degrees, but mm, it's a little different. 120 degrees, 130 yeah. degrees. In the other direction from where the supermajority of Republicans are today. I mean, they've passed so many things that, I mean, it wouldn't even have been considered to pass the the largest gas tax in state history. I mean, those kinds of things, when we took over in 14, gambling interest was like, oh, we're never going to win again. You know, it it was completely different. And then I have a friend who served couple uh, terms after I left and he said one day he was in the hall when he heard one lobbyist I think it was after the gas tax yeah tell another one well, we're fine we are finally in charge again hmm. not we the Democrats or we the Republicans we the lobbyists right are right, finally right. in charge again so it's 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 kind of changed the Alabama deep state if you will yeah, I mean, kind of is. It it really is. It's strange. It's fascinating for me. You you were such a responsible young man to be right. doing this at twenty four. That's right. that's crazy. It to was me. dumb. It well, I mean, <laughs> you spend all your young years when you should be you know doing better in business and all this kind of stuff down there, banging your head against the wall, and then all of a sudden you wake up like I am today, fifty four, and you're like, dang. Well, having no idea about what's what or how any of that works, right. and to not get it the first time, but to get it the second time, mm-hmm. like that's kind of a big deal. I mean, if you I ask was me, blessed. there's no doubt about it. I was very, very blessed, and and we did a lot of good things. I mean, there's there's things that that I regret. Um, uh, what's one one of the biggest ones? I had Common Core right there could have could have killed it, and we wouldn't have it, and and it would be over. Um, Pre K was right there at yeah. one time, and I let somebody talk me into, hey, we'll do this later. Let this happen. Blah blah blah. Promise, promise, promise. Pinky promise. Swear on my hope. My Pinky promise. Don't mean anything. Hope my grandmother dies, and their grandmother was apparently already dead. Uh, they were that old gag. And I, you know, so I, a couple times I trusted people and let things go that it, when I had them right where I needed them. Yeah. And, and they're still we're still dealing with them today. 
you, I, from what I know, you you caught heat on several occasions down mm-hmm. there, and, and I think it really resulted in you maybe doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and even some of that backfired on you in the sense of trusting people. Mm-hmm. One of the things that always sticks out to me, and I, I even tell this story to people, is, and I had no idea things play out like this, but when you were down there, you either proposed or were supporting a pay raise. Yeah, I voted for the uh, legislative pay raise when I was first first elected to the Senate. And that, on paper, I mean, most people be like, well, those people down there don't need a pay raise. But mm-hmm. then you gave me the reasoning for why you were voting for it. Now, you were attacked in the media. Oh, and I guess lit me up. By your opponents <laughs> and everything else. But explain why you were voting for this. So in, in that term, I can't remember what, what the pay was. It was like 30000 32000 or something. It was going to be sizable. It was basically indexed to the cost of living increase since the last time they had done it. But but my, my feeling at the time, and I still believe it was the right thing, and, and there are things that I did when I was there that I'm like, no, that was dumb. I don't know if that would have worked out exactly right. But on that one, the goal for me was figure out a way that a regular person could actually serve in the Alabama legislature and support their family, pay their bills, um, be uh, able to do all the things you're required to do. Because a lot of people love to say the thing about, well, it's a part-time job, it's a part-time job. Yes, if you're doing what you should do to keep up and know what's happening and, and, and staying in touch with the people in the district and all that kind of stuff, especially in a, for a senator, right? Um, it's not really a full-time job. People mm-hmm. wonder all the time when they're like, well, I called my senator and he didn't know nothing about what I was talking about. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> and that's part of the problem. Right. They're like, well, they're voting on bills. They don't even know. They don't even know. I'm like, no, they don't know. The only person that has time to read all these bills is the lobbyist that you hate. So just the the time constraint. So the goal was to make it so that regular people can serve instead of wealthy people, retired people, or folks, legislators who are somebody's or some entity's boy. So, yeah, because you've got to deal where if that's all you're making, if you're making this small amount and then a company comes over and says, hey, We'll put you on our payroll right. for X number of dollars, and then if a bill comes up related to us, you know which way to vote. Yeah, and they don't ever have to say that. Right. Because they're now, they're paying you. Yeah. And that's what I asked people. I said, okay, look, um, people who are mad at me for it, I said, well, I'm gonna, I can I come work for you? <laughs> and they're like, uh, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, don't forget now, I'm going to be gone three days a week for at least three months every spring, at least 105 days. Okay. And then I, I got to go to I got to go to some of these meetings two or three days a week multiple times, and I probably need to have lunch with some folks multiple times. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to you know I got to got to be out of town for a couple of these conferences because I'm on these committees. So you're gonna get me about half the time. Can I work for you? Yeah. Well, the uh, the company who really needs you to work, the answer is no. <laughs> right, because you're never there. But the ones who need you to be their legislator. Now we got a deal. Yeah, yeah. But I can't tell all that in a 30-second ad. Now, was was it a deal? Like, when you say, all right, if we get a pay raise, you got to, people can't do this. People can't go work for these other companies. There's no way you could make that. You can't regulate that? You can make that happen. I mean, we we try to do different things through the years. Uh, We try to do what we called super double dipping, Hmm. which is not Sounds fun, actually. Not only could you, I didn't say skinny dipping, I said double dipping. (laughs) I said, um, hey, well, you can't, not only can you not work for the state in some fashion 
your business can't do work for the state and your kids business your children can't work for the state so mm-hmm. so you don't have one of these situations where senator x's kids have the great contracts and that keeps everybody in line those kinds of things um attorneys in the legislature wouldn't be able to work for the county back home who's afraid to tell them no you can't work for us because yeah. they're the they're the senator or they're the house member so super double dipping was trying to get rid of get the elected officials totally away from the revenue streams that w- could come from government and that was not popular either that that didn't that place is just it dirty did, it i mean it's really not feels I try, dirty i, I, I to, feel dirty talking it's about got a creepy it's got a creepy nature to it um i tell people golly i haven't thought about the legislature this much in a, in a long time <laughs> it's not welcome it, back it's not that people now there are some i think are corrupt okay yeah and, and i've been around and 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 no but a lot of folks who end up going to the dark side are just weak Mm-hmm. They just want to be legislator. It's it's basically they want to be homecoming queen status they, symbol. They want to be, you know, homecoming king or whatever, most popular whatever. They they want to be that, and they want people to go, oh, senator, you're so awesome. Are these people that got beat up in high school, is that the deal here? <laughs> I don't know. They I don't, get picked I, on. I don't know which part d- does it for them. Yeah, but but they're really addicted to that, and they will do kind of whatever helps them stay in that spot. Not to necessarily get money, maybe not being extorted for having done something stupid, but they just really want to. I remember a statement somebody told me one time that this one guy lost his reelection campaign, and another elected official was like, "I don't know what he's he's going to do. He's he 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 he's not a house member anymore. <laughs> Go get or a job. Not a, he... He's not a senator anymore. It's, so all of his value was gone. And I'm right. like." He's still a guy. He's still a dad. He's still a citizen. He still, you know, has a business. He's still, but what is he going to do? He's, he's not a. You know I mean, a part of that's probably getting invited to the parties or the dinners and stuff like oh, yeah, that. I guess. Uh, it's just all those things I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. You, stuff, know, to, you weren't invited to I, any uh, of those. I used to struggle. You know, you know how you see people and you're like, hey, it's good to see you. Mm-hmm. I asked my wife one time, I'm like, does that count as a lie? Because I can't stand them. Yeah, yeah but you like, still say good, to, good to see you. Yeah, and I just, knew they didn't like me either. Um, but it it is what it is, mm. and um, you know, part well, of, part of the issue is we just don't pay attention to what our legislators do, and we get we get mad at them. And if they had good support, and they knew the people back home were still support them, and and they could stand against those special interest groups and still be okay, mm-hmm. then uh, then they'll vote better. We just need more of a more of a warrior class of people. Yeah, and I think we're kind of on maybe not a state level, but on a, a federal level. I think we're kind of moving in that direction. Not very fast. We're not going to be there anytime soon, but we're seeing some of that. Now, I didn't mean to bring up all those bad memories from the yeah, legislature. Uh, the you're, other you're make me have an anxiety attack <laughs> bringing all that stuff up. The other part of Scott Beeson is eighteen nineteen news. Yes, which is our official partner at Talk ninety nine five. That's mm-hmm. our news, mm-hmm. and uh, you do a podcast for them. Which I've never been invited on that show. Well, so, I just, so I, that migrated from the podcast to you know we have a, a radio program that's on a couple of different places in the state. Right. Um, the flagship for that is a Montgomery Station, so people can listen there. But if they want to find me and what we do and all that kind of stuff, they can find us at um, AlabamaUnfilteredRadio.com mm-hmm. or ScottBeeson.com. They go to the same place. Have you ever been to ScottBeeson.com? Yeah, it's a great site. And that's going to say you're not a big internet yeah, guy. Yeah, I didn't know a, you'd been it there. It works. I mean, um, 
it works. I don't update it all the time. The, the dream was to have a little state news, a little national news, a little world news, a little, hey, here's something for the show. And every day it would be updated with like two or three new, new stories. Can we look at it now? You can probably pull it up right Scott, now. Yeah. ScottBeeson.com. ScottBeeson.com. Here's what we're going to do, because I know you hadn't seen my website. Oh, you so probably have a swanky website. We're going we're to compare websites here, uh, okay? Well, mine will be uh, not as pretty. <laughs> Mine is oh, for look at thinking. that. Mine's for thinking people. That one looks very. It looks much more responsible than mine. And mine like that's is, a grown up. Uh, what do they call it? They call it. Um, it is made for cell phones. Mm. So all the people out there listening to this podcast, whenever you air it, is it live or no? We're we're not okay. live. When they but air it, they can after. just pull scottbeeson.com or Alabama Unfiltered Radio up right there on their phone. If you scroll up a little bit, it's uh, optimized. That's the word. Optimize. Mm. For mobile phone that's usage. good that's a good looking site yeah. it's the same way with ours uh so all right that's scottbeeson.com now go to andrewmcclainwho.com i go andrew mcclain who because nobody knows who i am right it's like andrew okay. mcclain who is easier to find too, it, yeah, well so. andrew mcclain.com was already taken was it? yeah well they knew they saw and how much did they extort you for try to get it oh it was a lot of money was it yeah yeah so yeah, we I mean, just I understand that. That. oh well my goodness. head's so big yeah. yeah anyway except the cookies i promise it's not a virus and uh see i've already said no See, this is where we put the podcast, there's, but it's also there's the brains behind the outfit. It's got uh, links to the uh, to the radio show and the podcast of the radio show okay. and everything else. And so these That's are some good. of the previous podcasts we've done. You see, uh, Chris Hansen and Fanny Willis yes. and all these different things. And so you'll be up there by the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's that's better than uh, most of those folks are better than I am. So. <laughs> Well, we fill in. we get creative. A lot of that's John Bird's work as far as the cover photos for those okay. videos and stuff. So eighteen nineteen, you got that. You got the radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, radio show is on. You're you're done by the time mine starts. Yeah, I'm done at twelve. So you're nine to nine to twelve. Okay, well you start before I get you well, end you before I get to you I'm on eleven to two. Yeah. Okay. So what do we? You're the old Rush Limbaugh. Do we? Do we want to battle for that eleven o'clock hour? Because that's where I put there my are, good all, stuff. All my listeners just stay, and then they switch over. Here's what happens on my show: because eleven o'clock, I can't start the show without talking about personal drama. Mm-hmm. So whatever's going on in my life, that's the first segment. Okay. I don't do any news. I'm mm-hmm. talking about how my alternator just went out and everything did else. Did you get that fixed? Yes, did that yesterday. And you did it yourself. I mean, an alternator, that's not that bad. Well, did I wouldn't have been. I couldn't do it by myself. I had to have really? my buddy help me. Why? But, you didn't know what you were doing? or No. I, you didn't I have could, the big breaking bar to get no. the, the serpentine well, we, belt down? We had a... No, we didn't have. We were using our hands for the belt. That was the hardest part. Yeah, I didn't okay. have one of the big long. I have tools. Yeah, well, we had all the tools. We just didn't have that one bar to you get the belt any, on. So you didn't have the tools. No, not that one. <laughs> we the, had everything. The else. one that if you told me we got to put on a new alternator, <laughs> I'm like, you better have this one. Well, and I asked my buddy about it. He's like, no, it's fine. Ah, I got be it. Fine, it'd be fine. No, we almost got, got our fingers last. chopped off. Yes, <laughs> from trying to pry that thing back. <laughs> anyway, it, okay. it, my car's working. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um. I know with our audience, some of our audience is not in Alabama, and they don't know anything about Alabama stuff. We don't talk about it a whole lot. Right. But there's a couple issues that are national right now mm-hmm. uh, that uh, everybody's talking about. For instance, you were talking about the was IVF thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it yeah, was on news. Saturday Night Live. They brought. First of all, I want to show the Saturday Night Live clip. Because okay. I haven't watched it. And so oh, we're and you already it. knew it before I said something about no, it? No, I didn't. Oh, and that's the first I'd heard of it. Um, give us your your version of this story. 
that's happening. Like, like w- explain to the audience what it is, because I'm going to be honest, I don't, I don't okay. really know a whole lot about so, it. So, so the interesting thing about this, and I thought you were going to bring up the most famous news story that I was ever a part of in the Alabama legislature. Which one? Which was the anti-illegal immigration bill. Oh, I, I mean, I'm good that with that, That was big too. news years ago, and I got to be on, I was on uh, Morning Drive Radio in London two or three times. Really? Is that um, on YouTube? No, I have no idea where it is. I just did the show, <laughs> and I had to wake up like in the middle of the night or the crack of dawn to do oh, Drive Time Radio. In, was that another in, one of those deals where you got Britain. a bunch of, caught a bunch of heat from the media? Oh my goodness! Yes, see I that's the, the stuff I, I want to see. The biggest terrible, you know. They said I was the meanest person in the world. There were protests out in front of the. I want to see the they stuff. Had signs with my names, deport Scott Beeson see, on it. That's yeah, that's, that's exactly what I want. I want the stuff Ooh, where they're days. hammering you, and mm-hmm. and it's got to be on on YouTube or something. So uh, yeah. what was uh what was the story on that the the the, the anti immigration bill? Like yeah, so why was we, it so bad? So we for them? passed the most comprehensive anti-legal immigration bill in the country it took the best parts of what everybody was doing in different places from arizona etc and we we put them all in there together and you spearheaded that oh yeah that was it was yeah. my thing it ended up being called the beeson hammond act which Beeson-Hammond. was another behind the scenes what was going on uh politics stuff that was yeah. going on between uh, some of us in the legislature and i mean it made news everywhere and the mm. press here in this state just hated it hated it and we were terrible I, I, years ago this is a great thing I was talking to a guy that used to be in the legislature with us when um, Florida and Texas started busing illegal aliens to sanctuary cities right and I was like that is not an original idea but you came up with that we were talking about it years ago and I thought it was my idea but it might have been one of my buddies we were like look if they won't deport these people we'll just ca- when we catch them here in the state of Alabama We'll we'll let them off at the embassy in Washington D.C. <laughs> yeah. and they they can deal with them there. And oh my gosh, even Republicans, that is terrible. It's most, that's awful. And who would do that? That's just terrible. Fast forward a few years, and the same people are like, "Yay, Texas is so smart. They're oh, better. They're better man. than we are." And I'm just like, it drives it drives. Yeah, me that's crazy. gotta that tap your behind. The um, what happened? Al Jazeera came to my house one time and came to your house. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody can say that. And by the way, that's not a terrorist group. That's a media organization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so uh, everybody knows. They actually were one of the most fair um, news outlets that I that I dealt with. I could see that, actually. Doesn't surprise me either. Yeah. And they were shocked. I think it was Al Jazeera that was like, we don't, we don't really understand why everybody's pitching a fit here because no other country in the world just lets people wander in. Right. It's common sense. Mm. So anyway, but but you wanted to ask about IVF. Yeah, yeah, that, but but that's interesting. I like that. Uh, so the IVF story, mm-hmm. explain it to the audience in layman's terms. Okay, it is it has become a national story in Alabama. the The weird thing about it is, what so many people think has happened mm-hmm. didn't happen. So IVF is in vitro fertilization. The, uh, the so I had a lady last week who said I can't believe that the, what the legislature did and I'm like what are you what are you talking about <clears throat> and she said well the legislature made it illegal to have in vitro fertilization I'm like no they didn't and then I had another lady who said um, I can't believe what Alabama's done and she had the same thing because UAB says they're going to shut down their IVF services just people calling your show or just out these in are public? people I see out in public oh wow and I said no, no that's that's not what happened the, the state supreme court ruled. And they were trying to answer a question because the question was, hey, look, if this clinic or this hospital or whatever um, has these fertilized eggs, embryos, 
Their conception has occurred. Right. Sperm and the egg have come together. They they have them frozen, and something happens to them. Basically, do they have any liability for it? And the state supreme court says yes. That under Alabama law, those are they're embryos, they're people, right? And you have a charge to take care of them. So you can't just willy nilly let something happen to them. If hmm. you did something negligent, then you're responsible for them. Okay. Not to mention the cost. It makes sense. But just the value of human life. These are embryos. So one of the people that asked me about it, they're like, well, I don't understand it. They're just, it's just frozen eggs. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not just the eggs, because they can take the eggs and freeze them, and they can take sperm and freeze and all that. Yeah. These have been combined. These are fertilized eggs. They are caught, they're embryos. And... A bunch of the mainstream media in Alabama and now picked up around the world has missed that whole argument. And all they're trying to say is Alabama is super crazy. And what are they doing? A bunch of legislators are knee-jerk reaction, reacting. But when you boil it down, not every issue is easy. But when you boil it down and you say, okay, these are fertilized eggs that would, you know, they are, it's the moment of conception. Just, yeah. be, just because they decided to do it outside the womb doesn't change it what do you do with these you know that that makes sense because i'm like i'm th I'm thinking about i know this is going to sound weird but i'm thinking about brownies okay okay and um you know you can go trish can go in the fridge and she can mm -hmm. throw away the milk and she can throw away the eggs but if she's already made the brownies with those ingredients and throws the brownies away like i'm going to be upset yeah does that make no sense? actually that's actually i'm going to take that because <laughs> it really is because what the ingredients have been put together so right. that you've got a brownie now. It may yeah. just be the brownie batter, but it's the brownie batter. I'm so good at analogies. Actually, you're making me hungry. <laughs> but but it does make sense, and a lot of folks have just decided, I don't even want to think about it. Mm -hmm. Because, and I understand that, but from an ethical, moral standpoint, we kind of have to think about it now. For years and years, we didn't. This case happened because there was a liability question. Yeah. That's what the debate was about. And I think the best argument is just like a hospital, just like a clinic, whatever, whether that person's a baby, whether the person's an adult, whether the person's a senior citizen, those people are in their charge. They're responsible for them. If something crazy happens, they're responsible for that. And these embryos, they have responsibility to protect them too. So I don't understand what the left has been out of shape about on this front. They just feel like it kind of hurts their abortion argument a little bit or yeah, what i think they're kind of dancing on the they, they realize it's a touchy subject it's an emotional subject because when you have people who who can't get pregnant or couples who can't have a child or whatever and and then you get somebody like uab who stands up and goes well because of this ruling we're gonna shut it all down i'm like okay well let's i'll i'll, I'll wait and see hmm. if you actually shut it all down and then there's some questions in the process and no one's answered them for me yet we we asked about this on my show um, kind of what it sounds like happens is they, they harvest a bunch of eggs from the potential mom or from the mom and they, 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 they get the sperm and then they may fertilize a bunch of eggs. And so you end up with a bunch of fertilized eggs and then they only take a portion of those for the in vitro process. Yeah. So you end up with maybe you, you, they implant two or three and you end up with five or six left. And then they could come back and use those again later, but you might end up with two or three left or a handful left. And that's kind of the weird question that, that none of us thought about until this happened. You just really literally didn't think, oh, well, they've got some leftover 
fertilized eggs, leftover embryos. And so Saturday Night Live has the skit where they're talking to the, and they got it right, which was amazing. Really? Because the, now. It's not just some knock on Alabama with well, the no, skit no, they Well, no, no, it's do? absolutely a knock on Alabama. Okay. But they do show that it is a frozen embryo. They call him a frozen embryo. He's a guest on the show. Oh, from they, did but, they do that on accident? I don't know. I, it's, there's a good chance they didn't know what embryo meant. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, at the end of the day, this is just this issue just seems like a technicality that needed to be taken care of. It wasn't some overreaching, you know, dictatorial Supreme Court ruling right. that's just trying to ruin everybody's day. It just seems like it's something we actually have to kind of deal with. I think. No. And so I've asked, like the scientific community, or we asked on the show. I was like, well, do do you have to? Do you have to fertilize so many eggs? Do you have to create so many embryos? You remember when back in the day, and Tony might remember, he's a little older, when when all these, not all these ladies, but every so often you'd hear about a lady that's having like seven kids or nine kids or whatever. Yeah, I remember and that. The, and the old technology was they just fertilized a bunch of eggs and they just put a bunch in. And every so often you'd get a bunch of them. And I know, I know I'm not using the scientific terms, but well, tank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> Swimmers. A few yeah. of them would stick. And so the question is, well, can they look at a lady and say, okay, you theoretically could probably handle triplets. We're not saying you want triplets. Right. But we'll fertilize three eggs. We'll, we'll do the process with those three. If they all three stick, then you got triplets. If, Here's if, three. Best of luck. If a couple of them don't and you end up with one, but then you don't have leftovers. And the best answer I've gotten from some of the scientific community the, and the healthcare community is, well, that's not the way we do it. Mm. That's not an answer to the question. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just not the way we do it. We kind of mix them all up and get as much as we can. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's There's a only so many. We're, we're going to make our brownies in these six cupcake, you know, right. little cups. And then we're mixing up a gallon and a half. Of, so what are we doing with all that? Wow, that is kind of complicated. Yeah. Let's, so you you mentioned the Saturday Night Live deal. I haven't seen it yet, mm -hmm. but um, well, don't expect it to be really funny. But at least they got the frozen embryo part right. But you, but but note how they talk about an embryo. Okay, that is a fertilized egg. That is after the moment of conception. The little flash of light has occurred. That's pretty good that they accident that they likely accidentally made the point yeah. for the Alabama Supreme Court. All right, here we go. Supreme Court ruled that a frozen embryo created through in vitro fertilization is a human being. Here to comment is a frozen embryo from Alabama. <laughs> oh, it looks just like him. It's so fun to be here in New York City. <laughs> wow, your accent's kind of all over the place, man. Yeah, I guess I never talked before because I don't have a mouth or throat or lungs. Right. right. And do you even know, like, who your parents are? Uh, no, Colin. But based on my accent and size, I'm going to guess Sofia Vergara and an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess I have to ask, like, as an embryo, do you feel like you're a full human life? Does this look like a life to you, Colin? I'm living at negative 200 degrees in liquid nitrogen, freezing my non-existent nipples off. I don't got a brain. I don't got a heart. I'm like Tom Sandoval. I don't even know who that is. I don't either. Vanderpump pump rules? Of course not. I don't even have eyes. But even without eyes, I can see that Tom's a pure narcissist. Okay, so we we get the picture. I, I it, just, doesn't, it doesn't get any better. Well, it, it, I I guarantee it was an accident 
for them to to make that hey this is a person because they then tried to make the argument that oh they don't have a nose or a mouth right, or anything right, and right. Started, they haven't know, developed I'm not a real lie they've been cooked yet they're not a real brownie <laughs> right right it's just brownie batter crazy and then I saw another but tweet if you cook the brownie batter brownie and that's a real actually, brownie actually I know you stumbled across it Tony he does stumble across them but that's actually pretty good. The, the brownie deal? Yeah, the brownie deal, that makes perfect sense. Well, we had brownies last night, and I've been thinking about <laughs> it all day, so that's kind of how that came about. Um, I, I came across this, and I only watched a couple seconds of it, but this is I, – I wanted you to explain the IVF thing okay. before I watch this in its entirety. This is Joy Reid talking about Tommy Tuberville, which is our senator. Mm -hmm. Do you know him personally? I do. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, not from the days, but I, he's been on the show a few times when he was running for the Senate. We got to talk, and I mean, I'm, we're not, you know, I don't get a Christmas card from Tommy, but. He's uh, a good guy. I like him. I've yeah. never talked to him. He seems to be one of the, the straighter shooters in Washington, D.C. I feel know, that way, too. Like, we need more He's not like afraid that. to uh, say what he thinks, and if Joey Reid doesn't like it, he doesn't really care, I'm sure. If you come from the outside, like outside politics, and work mm -hmm. your way in, like I, I'm already giving you the benefit of the doubt, and mm -hmm. then I'll get to know you after that, because right. that seems to be what's working for us. The people on the outside coming in. Just like your argument of you know the pay raise and bringing in people that, like you don't have to be a millionaire to be able to have yeah. this job or whatever. Yeah, and it's not, it's not rocket science. Just try to do what's right. <laughs> right. You just have some morals and some ethics and some values. You're going to get it right most of the time. So here's uh, Joy Reid talking about oh, the, uh, the Alabama deal. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose you're also a senator from the state of alabama god help the people there Rotate. are you saying the state of alabama <laughs> needs more kids the frozen embryo says that Why by the way. oh does he <laughs> yeah kids for what there was a time when the state of alabama absolutely needed more kids because you know alabama was a slave state Oh, Joy! Finally, <laughs> she finally got where she always black ends up women being. To produce more kids because <sighs> those kids were property, and they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Oh. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough? If you kick out the immigrants, like a lot of y'all want to do, and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? Does that kind of sounds slavery-ish. Slavery-ish. <laughs> I got to say, uh, it's, you know, I know she's saying a lot of stuff, but this this little deal she's got on the bottom row of her teeth where it's like a little chiclet hanging in there, it's so distracting. And I'm not trying to make fun of people. It's trying to be more. It looked like a big blue ring. Right? Yeah, the, the, right, that like too. dot right there. The black population, the Asian American population, and so the we is white people? need to make white women have more kids and that's the we and that's the okay why, uh, time out again <laughs> <laughs> i thought the knock was 
that we were getting rid of IVF, yeah. which would mean fewer kids. Yeah, that, that right. that's why that's exactly I, I why I'm confused. Joy, maybe well, look, it won't be the first topic that she doesn't understand. She just doesn't like brownies. Yes. That's all it is. <laughs> She's a good I thought she didn't like white people, but she doesn't no, like no, brownies. Brownies. No, so. it's, it's tough for her. It really, really is. But she's obnoxious. That I, I didn't understand that argument either. It, it, it's weird though. It's like the folks on the left have been told to be angry that Alabama has done something, so they just ran out and decided to be angry. Hmm. And when you try to track down what they're angry about, they just. They don't know. They're not really sure. Gosh, people they, are out of their minds. They don't want to think about any of these issues. One of, one of the writers at the uh, the old, what's the old paper? Birmingham News. I guess it's AL whatever now. AL.com. Um, AL.com. That whole thing. Did you say dot .com? Dot .com. Dot .com. Dot com. <laughs> .com's good. I like that. <laughs> I like it. They, um, I mean, they kind of said, you know, it was like clean up on aisle one or whatever. Yeah. You, you drop the drop all the little petri dishes or the little frozen tubes with the eggs, you just with the you know the embryos, just clean up, clean up on aisle one. Yeah, I'm like, wow. Mm. Okay, yeah, no value whatsoever. Yeah, no these way. are these are the same people that were promoting walking one way down a grocery aisle when COVID <laughs> was here because it was going to keep you from getting well, sick. What? <laughs> exactly. That's God, where they were. That was so awful. I don't even want to think God, about that. Uh, the other thing on the Alabama side of things is the gambling bill. And in Leland this afternoon had a former Supreme Court justice from Alabama on. I don't Bowen. remember his name. I don't Mike think Bowen. so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, but again, people know me, and they know I don't get deep into to state politics and all that, so it's good to be able to bring you on and kind of break it all down for a minute. I'm going to say on its face, uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to the gambling bill, I think we got bigger problems. I don't care one way or another, mm-hmm. but I do view this twofold. One, who who does this negatively affect? It negatively affects poor people. Because poor people are the one, yeah. yeah, spending their money on this, hoping to get a big payday. It affects you too, though. Uh, well, my other side of that I is come by and steal your lawnmower. Well, that's true. Because I'm upside down. <laughs> that's true. And so the other thing, maybe your car's got an alternator. I can drive it off. Now. Brand new, uh-huh. by the way, it's worth more. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of from the the frame of mind of I don't I don't want the state telling people. You know, the you libertarian can't side. Yeah, yeah, kind of uh-huh. like that. But what's what's your pitch on this? Yeah. Um, so I've been through through all the different years, kind of thought about this a lot, and um, some of the things I was involved in when I was with the legislature uh, had to do with gambling. Mm-hmm. So I've heard a lot of the explanations and said, "Hey, what about this? And what about that?" And you know, been told, "Oh no, it's not." It's not uh, the poor who are frequenting the casinos or the bingo halls or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, okay, great. So let's uh, let's come up with an idea that says, hey, if you're if your own state subsidies in any way and you win a certain amount of money, then you got to pay some back to the state because you were gambling the taxpayers' money, not your money. Right. right. Uh, that did not go over well either. I bet that was frowned upon in this establishment. Um, that one was one. <laughs> Um, you just constantly getting in trouble yeah, just for doing the right thing. I was one of my other questions was, and I still ask this one today, and I think Alabamians really ought to think about it. The reason we don't have widespread gambling in the state is we have a constitutional prohibition against it. Mm-hmm. Most states had constitutional prohibitions against gambling, not because they, not only because they were all Puritans, right wing Christians, but I mean they lean that way. 
But the reason so many states had prohibitions on gambling is they had already tried this before. Yeah. This is the second or third phase of gambling in the United States. And then when it would go all awry, they would say, hey, we got to put a stop to this. this. This is causing problems everywhere. So that's how you ended up with these prohibitions. Not because everybody was trying to be so pure. They lived it and they saw the negative outcome and they said, you know what? This is just not good for our communities and society in general. So they made it illegal. Mm-hmm. And then we've forgotten about that now because we've moved, you know, what, what 100 years out. And so now we're like, oh, yeah, we'll use it to pay our bills. Then you have the problem with the, the libertarian side. We don't live in a libertarian culture. So mm-hmm. if I go out and ruin my life, lose my paycheck, don't take care of my kids, have to steal from you to pay my bills or steal from you to go do the state steps in. And we take care of everybody that has those problems. People that don't take care of the kids, we take care of the kids. The more more police uh, force we have to have out there, the more problems we have, we've got to take care of that too. So there's a tremendous cost to the do nothing, to the be libertarian about it. And people forget about it. So from from a general welfare standpoint, the negatives outweigh the positive. But we're Alabamians. And one of the things we love to say is, I do what I want. Don't, don't stop That's me true. from doing it. So here's my, my proposal for all those folks. The Constitution says you can't have games of chance. If the legislature was being philosophically pure, that we would vote on a constitutional amendment that simply removes that prohibition. It just takes it out. Mm-hmm. What does that do? That allows me and you to have Andrew and Scott's Casino. Andrew and Scott's lottery. Andrew and Scott's, you know, raffle. Where everybody loses. Every and, and, Scott but, and Andrew but, are the but, only ones but, that win. But you and I can do it. Tony and I can do it. Tony can do it by himself. So-and-so down the street can do it. We, all of us can do it. We'll, and we'll pay taxes. And we'll pay taxes through the nose to the state. But that's not what's being proposed. So what is what they're doing is they're betting on Alabamians going, I do what I want while still keeping them from doing what they're going to do. So if they so a handful of people get to do what they want and extract millions of dollars out of the people of Alabama, while we think as people, by golly, we're going to get to do what we want. We can't have that business. You and I are, are, are told, no, we can never have that business. So we think we're getting some sort of liberty when actually they're getting a special deal and become wildly rich off of it and what do we get so in this bill they're saying let's legalize gambling but when you look at the details it's like but only these guys over here can only these people can do it these people can do it these people can do it and these people can do it and they get away with it one of these like well anybody could as long as the commission says yes and you're going to spend 25 million dollars and all that kind of stuff Hmm. well who do you think gets on the commission See, nothing's and, ever and as And do you think they're going to let me and you? And that's the thing, is I don't want it, but here's the other part. I think it was South Carolina. I don't know who remembers it. It, it, was, it wasn't called Blinko, because that's where you just drop the thing and it Plinko, it, yeah. gets all the nails, or maybe it was Plinko. But I think it was South Carolina, and whatever their video gambling thing was, everybody could do it, mm-hmm. okay? So there was no kingpin. There was no handful, there was no oligarchs who said, no matter what, we'll spend millions of dollars to make sure we all keep this. Everybody was doing it. Well, the state comes along later and says, you know what? This is not good. 
They got rid of it. Now imagine Mississippi with the handful of people who have the casinos. Are they if they decided today to get rid of it, could they ever get that through the state legislature? No. Mm-mm. And then back during the quote on the days when I dealt with gambling, I was like, well, let's let everybody let's let everybody do it. And they said, no, you can't do that. I said, why? I mean, that's freedom. Because cannibalism. I said, what are you talking about cannibalism? Well, if if everybody's getting money, nobody makes any money. I'm like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Is there, are there outside influences from now? For those that don't know, there's there's uh, no gambling in Alabama, but next door Georgia, there there yeah. is, and next door in Mississippi. Well, the Indian, the Indian. Well, uh, yeah, outside of that, are there influences from each of those states uh, putting efforts into Alabama that uh, prevented over the years, or is that just they? they always there's always people saying that whatever. Um, Probably, technically, uh, there's probably some folks that don't want, you know, Biloxi would probably get hurt a little bit. Yeah. Because people wouldn't continue to travel over there. But but I got to also think that a lot of people who can really go and lose a bunch of money, because they don't build those buildings off winners, you know what I'm saying? Right. You, you winning a lot of money does not build that. Yeah, no, no. And they're not trying to be in the business to help you keep your money. Right. Um, there's probably a little bit of that, but uh, most of all this is driven by, people who who think they're going to be one of the chosen groups Mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of money a lot of money so what do you think is going to happen because this is in order to change the constitution you have to send that to the people Mm -hmm. and the people have to vote Mm -hmm. what do you think is going to happen on that front um i don't know I, i think the people of the state and i think it's a bad idea i don't i don't like the way it works but I do think the people of the state would vote to legalize a lottery yeah they would because because everybody kind of thinks that's um benign but again we, we missed the big topic because the lottery we think of the lottery most of us think about it. hey i'm gonna go buy a handful of tickets or a couple of tickets because i'm gonna win part of 900 million dollars Mo- i think most of the money in the lottery is made off the scratch cards yeah those are the addictive part those are the things you just get a card and get another card get another card and you mm-hmm. want you won 25 dollars 50 dollars just keep getting the cards and all of a sudden at the end of the day, you you got nothing. You're broke again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what do you tell your friends? I won five hundred dollars. Well, where is it? I spent it on the cards trying <laughs> to win more. I want to make a thousand dollars. So, and that's what they would be legalizing the whole thing. And then you've got the whole idea that most of the states who have lotteries, most of their advertising is in the poorer parts of town because they're promising people, "Hey, come play this, mm. and we'll help you get out of poverty. You'll win your way out of poverty." That's so to me, it's just like one of those where, hey, look, we have a responsibility to look out for others. And I, I hate the term people call, what's a stupid tax? If you're stupid enough to lose your money, then fine, we'll take right. your money. I, I don't, I kind of have an issue with, hey, just because somebody's stupid enough to do that doesn't mean I have to help them do that and hurt their family. So if if they vote, if we vote on it as Alabamians and uh-huh. they legalize gambling, will mm-hmm. you? Promise Alabama to run for office <laughs> and then reverse it no, immediately I'm, on day I'm, one. I'm st- I'll, I'll be opening a casino and a lottery. Andrew <laughs> no. and Scott's casino. I, I used to think that the best way for me to put all this to bed was to actually try to start one that was mine. Yeah. So that all the forces arrayed against me would crush it. And when they crushed me, they would crush all the other gambling in That's true. They would immediately come but, after it. Uh, be like, oh, Beeson's got a casino. It's a bad idea. <laughs> he can't have a casino. Get right. rid of Only it. Only a couple people get one. Well, I appreciate you coming by, man. I know it's not easy to do. You're a busy man. We've been talking about this for a while. We have. Um, I mean, look, I'm just glad that I finally got, 
you know, big enough for you to say, hey, big you can come on my podcast. How many, how many radio stations are you on? <sighs> Dozens and uh, two. How many am I on? I'm one, on one. But it's big. That's big, but I'm on one. But the one, maybe maybe the one in the river region might go further in miles. It's flat down there. Well, here's what we're on a big station. Here's what you got to do. Now that mm-hmm. you've been on this podcast, mm-hmm. you have to turn around and promote it. You got to tell your audience about, about it. About it being on the podcast? Yeah. I'll do that. Say, I'm, I'm How do on I YouTube. get there? Andrew, well. Andrew McLean who? Yeah, you could go to my website, or you could just go straight to YouTube. Okay. I don't know how. I'll, I'll write Tony you a script. Tony will tell me. He knows how to do it. I'll write the script yeah. for your audience. I'll take care of it. <laughs> and then uh, we want to bring some of the other 18, 19 guys on here, too. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. So. That'd be good. And we're they thinking, won't be near as entertaining as I am, but that's all probably right. not. Uh, I think our next next week uh, we're shooting to get Alex Jones on the show. I mean, you know, Alex, <laughs> he has his reach. Hey, hey, and he's. Got I would love to see that. That would be funny. I would love to know somebody who actually knows him. Yeah, like that. that's I mean, he dream. was right about the gay frogs. Yeah, he was. He was. Actually. And they mocked him for years. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, the rest of the story. There you go. Now, he's, now he's half the right country's trans. He's right about a lot. Hey, look, speaking of the rest of the story, last thing. Did, did y'all see this? Maybe you had it on the show today that the, um, um, what was it? The, the guy that was supposed to be Putin's big rival that died and surely Putin, Putin poisoned him and all yeah, that yeah. last year, last week. Um, Putin didn't poison him, apparently. He had a like a blood clot or something like that. Yeah, some I didn't U- see Some that. Ukrainian defense official says that. And I'm like, well, so yeah, we that's spent not a, a good whole look. a whole week saying poison, poison killed your opponents. Right? Who's dying of blood clots lately? Oh, uh, you know. that, yeah. somebody got that <laughs> leathery, leathery ones because we did have that guy on on our po- on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other yeah. one was this is the other good one. This is for the nerds because I do I do a lot of international affairs stuff. Remember when Syria supposedly gassed their all their people mm-hmm. like in fifteen, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to you know basically assassinate Assad? Was it Assad? Right. Yeah. Because he's a terrible human being correct yeah like yesterday or today some u.n group said eh, we think it was probably isis yeah we don't be- don't believe can you any believe of that. it i mean I it's why we went to iraq all this stuff like it, it's all lies you can't believe it's, any it's of it crazy that's why i go to your podcast that's it this is where all the answers are Every, you everything you ever need to know right here so scott beeson i appreciate it buddy uh, we'll bring you back on sometime soon. We're gonna you got do this it. Thanks, again, Andrew. especially when it comes to state stuff, because I have no idea what I'm talking yeah, about. After I already told you, you just come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. now why, I know. Why am I the state guy? You're right. Just because I have to be. You, I you know, you All know right. everything. All right, Scott Beeson. Thank you. We're out of here until next time. See you, cuz.